0: I get to do what I love every single day.
1: Hey, welcome back to All In With Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan. I'm here with Scott Aaron. Dude, two first names just like me. We're already off to a good start.
0: Oh, awesome! Yeah, if, if if you count my uh, my middle name, it's actually three: Scott Robert Aaron. So that, oh, that nice! That's awesome. Definitely, definitely makes things
1: interesting. Yep, I got Richard David Jordan. I think that's the first uh, time I've said my full name on the on the show too, which is super it. cool. Yeah, dude. I, I uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand as we were working through some stuff, and I'm really excited because you've got you know you've got health, you've got wellness, which is near and dear to my heart. But then you're like a LinkedIn guru, you know, which is mind blowing to me because I was looking up. I mean, my My team always gives me fantastic bios of everyone, but even beforehand, Ashley, who's my executive director, she was like, you need to seriously like check him out because he's like amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I'm pumped, man, because I would, can we talk about all this today? The health, wellness, personal training, and then also the LinkedIn side, because I'm assuming that's how you built a lot of your following and a
0: lot of your, your your even business and your client base, right? Oh uh, yeah, we absolutely can talk about, I mean, it's, you know. I started in health and wellness, yeah. and it basically just catapulted. You know, when when you spend a lot of time coaching and consulting, no matter what profession you're in, um, you get really good at at, at connecting with people, and, and yeah. that's basically what happened. And um, you know, the old saying is the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. And supposed I to just, be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I just started to apply it. Um, uh, to, to everything that I was doing. And, And it's basically that, that, that compounded effect that's awesome, man. Really cool. Yeah. So there's two main things
1: on my mind, right? And they both have to do with this climate that we have going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all the words you can think of: pandemic, turmoil, crisis, everything. Which I think everyone's getting a little sick of hearing all of those words now yeah. at this point. Yeah, which fine, it is what it is. You know, earlier this year, and then what was the other big thing? Like we're in this together. You know, yeah. that, that lasted like three weeks, and everyone's just like, "Shut up, okay? Yep. <laughs> we know it. How about we just get past this together? Now we're in this." together can we get past this together please yeah so, there's two things on my mind and we're gonna uh, right now and then of course we can talk about anything you would love to uh, as well the quarantine 15 you've heard that phrase right yeah mm-hmm. uh uh-huh. and then also th- the new norm of if you can call it but that's another phrase i hate too the new normal right but it, at least it is how it is framed in life but is how I want to talk about it today is the way that we're supposed to be connecting with people because, in a lot of ways, I feel like a lot of what's happened this year in 2020 has accelerated not just changed things, you know, that were never going to be, but has just accelerated what was eventually definitely going to happen in the next five to 10 years, anyways. I mean, a complete move to digital dependence upon social media, everyone that was not on it so far has just, those are the ones that's starting to die from a business perspective. Yep. You know, so that's the, the, Second topic that I'm really excited to talk to you about because LinkedIn, you know, I don't even leverage it to the way that I need to, and I know that you know it's an initiative. It's on my freaking black glass dry erase board over there. Is that's a target, you know, because we put so much effort into Instagram, into Facebook, oh. but when it's B to B, brother, yeah, or even B to C, you know, for, yeah, for yeah, clients and everything, yeah. I, I call Rick. I call it H to H, human to human. So that that's that's nice the best platform for it. That's beautiful, H to H. You just blew my mind already. I love it. I wish I had like this thing. I need something that where we can, you know, I was on Brad Lee's dropping bombs a few weeks ago and I love how he just pushes the bomb button, you know, every time somebody hits something, but that was it, you know, <laughs> that was one of them right there, dude. So let's dive back. Cause I don't know how much you looked into me. You know, I dropped 80 pounds about seven years ago awesome. and thanks my man and then i ended up putting 20 back on you know because i'm i'm really starting to rock it now but in the middle of that i had a health crisis and the way i've talked about this on the show in a couple of episodes before one of them at length but the way that i dropped the weight was not the healthiest way you know because i didn't know any better i just thought simple logic right deficit diet you take in less than what you burn and you're going to shed pounds which is freaking dead on true But then I moved to the point to where I didn't do my macros right, because I understand this terminology now. I didn't do my macros right, and I went way, 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 way too low fat. And that whole government pyramid food thing, you know, just a crock to begin with. And I think a lot of smart people like yourself are picking up on that now too. (laughs) And a lot of other cool trainers and, and, and nutrition folks and health and wellness. But when I dropped this, I pretty much killed my gallbladder during this process. I mean, it was dead. Gangrenous, rotting, uh, attached... Adhesions what they call which is like tentacles to my liver pancreas and kidney on that side too So a 45 minute robotic surgery turned into a three-hour by hand thing to where I was on my deathbed You know, it was just a rough go at it man I mean really rough go but now coming out of that I control everything I can Just doing the nutrition side of it the wrong way I came out of it trying to do the fitness part of it the right way, you know, which is health and wellness But dude, uh, we're gonna get into this too. I'm sure but it helped my mind so much Mm coming out of that as well and that was the biggest benefit that i had so where do you dive into in the health and wellness obviously there's the personal training side but everyone has a unique approach you know because i've had other trainers and it's just i love everyone's unique approach because everyone's so differently perfect in
0: that way um i think for me because of how young i was when i started in the industry so to make a long story short um my father who was my you know, my, my coach and my mentor, uh, you know, taught me uh, a lot of what I knew in the beginning. Yeah. Um, he ended up, uh, getting caught up in, uh, an insurance fraud case prior to opening our first gym. And it ended up coming back around and landed him in federal prison for two and a half years when I was about mm. 18 and a half, almost 19. And, you know, it, it happened at the perfect age because I, I was I was still in the learning and growing phase of of uh, childhood yeah yeah and I, I you know I, I made it my goal to learn everything I could as I was running the gym. I mean the keys were turned over to me as a teenager. I was a sophomore in college at Temple University and I had to figure things out and the the best way that you learn how to do something is on the fly you, right on. You know, the, the things that I learned in business can't learn that in economics, can't yeah, learn that yeah. in sociology, can't learn it in macro or microeconomics. You, you have to learn it. Entrepreneurship can't be taught. Entrepreneurship is learned. Dude, they try, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, you, can, you, you try. can major in that now <laughs> in and, college. But, but, but when you do it, it it's, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. For so sure. you know, I fell in love with it. I got certified as a sports nutritionist, group fitness instructor and personal trainer in the two and a half years my father was gone. Uh, I, I three X'd almost four X the membership base while he was away. Nice. Uh, we opened up a second location when he came back, sold both gyms for a million dollars a year later. So at 24 became a millionaire. Uh, and then a year after that, we opened up our third and final gym. And, and by the time we opened up our third gym in 2004, 2005, the industry was completely changed, and and that's that's the crazy thing. Our first gym we opened in 1997, 1998. In only seven years, the industry was flipped upside down with the advent of social media. Yeah, yeah. With the advent of of the internet and really how yeah. powered it was, but the the gym model changed. We were a family owned neighborhood gym, and then you had. The Planet Fitnesses, you had the Snap Fitnesses, you had the twenty-four hour Fitnesses, the LA Fitnesses. These huge conglomerates swallowed up all of these family-owned gyms. Yeah, and yeah. We we did everything we could to hang on. Um, you know, we had that gym for about twelve years. I ended up taking it over myself. I I ended up carrying about one point five million dollars of liability debt due to my parents you know, background and, and everything that happened before, I was the only one that had credit left. So the gym was literally on my shoulders uh, and financially. And I had to work through a lot. You know, there was, a, there was a lot of ups and downs. There was a couple divorces along the way. Uh, you know, I became a father in the process, met the woman of my dreams after going through all that, got remarried. Life is just amazing now because I had to kind of grow through all of those processes and it really culminated when I myself started to grow an online business in 2013. And this is where the needle shifted for me, because conceptually, people don't understand the power of the Internet. They don't understand the power of Online And again, yeah. I just watched a documentary with my wife two times now called The Social Dilemma. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's no, I haven't.
1: Dude, I'm going to watch it's- it tonight now, though. I just watched The Great Hack the other day about the whole Cambridge yeah. Analytica thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 We, I yeah. watched that as well. But Rick, I'm telling you, um it makes so much sense once you watch this documentary. So I have a love-hate relationship with, with social media. Yeah. I love it because it allows me to connect with my audience. It helps me to build that relationship and that trust and that rapport. What I hate about it is there are too many fake it to you make it type people. Yeah, um, yeah. There's people that think success looks a certain way. So they're giving an image and there's a lot of people out there that are just going about it the wrong way. Not because they're intending that. Some are, but a lot of them are following the lead of people they shouldn't be following. They should be their own individual, their own leader. That's a separate conversation. <laughs> when, when I started to learn the power of online and, and running a, 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 a global business now, It all stemmed from one question that one of my friends asked me, and and I want the listeners to really sit with this question. I want you to think about it really good. He asked me, he said, Scott, if you got sick or injured, where you physically couldn't go to the gym, you physically couldn't train clients anymore, how would you earn a living? And that question scared me to death because I was literally staring at my business and financial demise in, in my face. Yeah, yeah, and, man. And I said, okay, you know, you, you always hear the average millionaire has three to five streams of income. Yep. I had one. Yep. I had one, I had put all, all my eggs in that one basket. If that basket springs a leak, I am sinking. So that's when I said, you know what? I got to diversify my business portfolio. So I started growing an online business uh, in the wellness space it thrived and I, I started this coaching practice on an absolute whim. I, I was feeling really dejected by what I was seeing on Facebook and Instagram by the barbecue that Facebook was and still is where people go to hang out. The Bravo TV of social media which is Instagram that's where all yeah. the housewives hang yeah. out it's literally it's a reality TV show it's not real like that's what people need to understand what you are seeing in your Instagram feed and what you are watching on IGTV and in your Instagram story it's not real life you're watching a TV show you're watching a movie it's not real and what i wanted i was i was starving and seeking connection. It, it's it's one of my core business um, and life languages. I, I, I seek connection and I wasn't finding it on those platforms but I remember I had a LinkedIn profile. So I opened it up, I blew off the dust and I'm like, let me see how this platform works. And as they say, I literally struck oil and I, I started having conversations and my business was growing. So I reached out to a friend of mine. I said, Joey, listen, you've got to get on LinkedIn. This is a game changer. And he got on there and I said, do A, B, and C of whatever I knew yeah, at the time, yeah. five years ago. And two weeks later, I'll never forget, he shoot me a text message and all it said was call me. So I called him <laughs> and, I, and I said, what's up? And he goes, dude, listen, whatever you're doing, It works. He goes, I have 14 appointments booked this week. He goes, you should teach this. So it was one of those light bulb moments, Rick, where you hear this all the time. The best businesses are created off the backs of the people that have a growing problem and you've developed a solution for it. Yep. And I figured out, I'm like, oh my God, these online wellness professionals these business coaches, these consultants, these financial reps, all these people that seek connection and people to build relationships to close sales and impact the people around them to create income, don't have enough conversations going. Yeah, right on. Their bucket is running dry. So I put structure around it, launched that coaching practice in February of 2016, haven't looked back, but so I, I had these two businesses both profitable that were getting funneled back into my failing brick and mortar. The gym was losing about $3,000 a month. Uh, My landlords ran out of money. They they could not fix the building. So basically when it rained outside, it rained inside and it wasn't conducive to to have a, a thriving business. So I was sitting with my attorney and he said, you got two options, option A, you continue continue to funnel the profits of your two successful businesses into your failing one or option B, you file for chapter seven personal bankruptcy because we discovered that I was the personal guarantor of the lease of the gym and I was in year two of year five, which meant I was personally liable for $450,000 worth of equity in this gym. And he goes, you file for chapter seven, you have a clean slate, you keep running your profitable businesses and you can start designing your own life. And as my friend, Michelle Scaff says, you can become your own life architect. So. It was a no-brainer, signed the papers, July 1st of 2016, filed for bankruptcy, closed the gym 30 days later, and I haven't looked back since. And no, bankruptcy has not stopped me from doing anything. I've bought two cars, we've bought our dream home, and we're living life on our own terms. And again, I'm three years away from it actually disappearing from my credit report, but nothing has stopped me you, you learn to build this armor, Rick, in yeah, entrepreneurship yeah. Yep. that no matter how many arrows are fired at you, they can't penetrate that armor. And all you can do is continue to move forward to achieve those goals.
1: Right on, man. Dude, you, you hit so much of that, too. I You're talking about the bankruptcy part. First, I can i pr- I've got a dude that I'm going to send to you, first off. You know, he's, he's an amazing guy, Rondi Lambeth, and he's he's like the celebrity's credit repair dude, right? But he has this amazing amazing business and he's just a brilliant mind at this stuff. So he can help you with that first off. But second, the bankruptcy side of things, you know, everyone thinks it's like the the doom and gloom, like it's the end of your life, right? And it's entrepreneurship is built on your failures. It's not built on your successes. You know, everything else that you have and where you go in life as an entrepreneur is built on the times you fall flat on your face. Yep. You know, and that's what I appreciate about what you're saying here is you went through one of those times to where you're like, you know what, I need to walk away from this. Because there's a, there's a concept that I've always said, you know, it you need to work your ass off at things all the time. And entrepreneurs are no stranger to that. But when you start to force something, that's where you're crossing over into bad territory to where you never know it's going to, because you're putting good energy into something that's bad because it's trying to be forced. Versus you had two profitable businesses going. It's a, I, I almost see like the devil and the angel on you. Your shoulders as you would tell that, right? Because that was yeah, your family it, gig, right? How did you feel in that moment? That's where my mind goes. It's like, that was your family, your family hand-me-down business, whatever. But how did you feel during those years when you're it, like, this was, isn't working?
0: You know, family businesses and you know, it's, it's no fault to anyone. You know, my dad did the best he could with the skills that he had. He's yeah. great at sales. He's a great personal trainer. He, he just certain aspects of business he just, he wasn't skilled at and he tried to do everything. And I learned a lot from his mistakes and, and I turned his mistakes into my successes. And and I, I don't wish it to be, and someone asked me a few months ago when I was on a podcast, they said, Scott, if you can go back in time and change things, would you? And I said, absolutely not. I said, that's the back to the future theory. Yeah. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, have you ever seen back to the future? And they're like, "Yeah, of course." I said I said what happened when Marty went back in time? I said what was happening to that picture? The more that he was changing the timeline of his life, his sister started to disappear, his brother started to dis- dis- disappear, he started to disappear until his parents had that first kiss. If if I would go back in time and change anything, I wouldn't be on this podcast today. Right this on. is part of my journey. Yeah. And again, people you all people end up focusing too much on what's happened to me, instead of what's happened for me. But I clearly remember. So I filed in July, and we in October was the final hearing where the papers got signed off by, um, you know, the Philadelphia you know courthouse district, and I remember signing the papers, having the exit interview. And uh, my lawyer put my arm around me and he goes, you're free. <laughs> dude. <laughs> go, go Bill. And it's, so, you know, I talk to my financial advisor every quarter, we always have a quarterly catch up just to kind of, you know, see where things are, yeah, what yeah. investments we need to make. And, and he goes, and, and you know, I just released a fourth book and we just had a call the other day. And he goes, dude, he goes, I just got to tell you, he goes, I am so inspired by you. He goes, everything that you've been through He goes, you're always leveling up. You're always stepping up to something. He goes, every time I talk to you, you're launching something new. You got a new business going. He goes, it is so inspiring to see you thriving after. Cause he was with me through all of it, you know, where I had to take money out of retirement fund to give to the landlord. And it just, it was, I was in some really bad spots But it never stopped me. You know, the only way you fail is if you quit. And I wasn't about to do that. I was, you know, your failures open the doors to your successes, not the other way around. You got to learn to fail first in order to learn how to succeed. So I'm still seeking failure all the time because the more I seek it, the more I fail,
1: the more I'm going to succeed after it. Right on, brother. In sales, we always say, hey, you know what? Try to get to a no as fast as you possibly
0: can. Go for no is one of my favorite (laughs) books. Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton. Andrea has become a good friend of mine over the years. That's awesome. That book taught me so
1: much. For sure man, and that's a it 's not even just in sales though but yeah you're talking it taught you so much because it can be applied to everywhere in life you know just like that it's like you know when your attorney is presenting you with two choices and saying this one over here, the no right the actual no if you're going to go for that no is going to give you freedom because now you 're not wasting energy going into that side anymore if it's a prospect you 're not wasting time going after someone who's not ready to buy or never will buy they won 't make the decision maybe this should, whatever the reason is. If you're trying to chase the yes all the time, you know, the only way that ever worked out for me was my wife, right? That's it. I, I chased her for 15 months, man. But what happened, you know, cuz every single month, dude, I'd have him like, "So you ready to go out with me yet?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, "Awesome, cool. You want to go out to dinner?" "Yeah, sure, we'll go out to dinner." You know, that's also reframing by the way. You know, yeah. right right there in sales. That was the best deal I ever closed, by the way. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was 19 years ago. Me too. Right on, brother. But yeah, but that was the thing. Even in that, it's like, you know, As soon as I got the no, it's like, cool, then you know what? Right now I'm not going to put my energy into pursuing her as a dating partner or or a spouse. I'm just going to put energy into having a good time because I know that's as far as she'll go right now, right? So with something like this, you know, I can only imagine, man, back with your gym and everything. And here's another thing, too. You're talking about family businesses as well. That's something because, I mean, I've got several businesses, a couple of streams of income, and like you said, the average millionaire has three to five streams of income, to coming in so that's you're never going to get to that point just by having one gig period it's it's impossible because you can't scale that you actually almost need those other components to it and sometimes they're interrelated sometimes they're not but you need those other components to actually fuel everything else you're doing because you can learn faster because you have five other things to fail in now too <laughs> Yeah, it's a, i love that man but yeah dude i I appreciate our conversation a lot today because I'm sure there's a lot coming through this thing, right? As we're trying to move on, like we started the conversation, Thinking, man, everything just sucks right now. You know, if if you're a business owner or maybe you inherited a family business, because my kids, I have three kids and two are 13, they're twins. And my youngest is 10. I've never wanted to put that pressure on them of this being a family business. I've never structured it that way. And now my, my oldest two have actually come and done some work because they've wanted Wanted to, You know, like my, my oldest son has gone filming with me in the new movie that I have that's coming out here in a couple weeks. My daughter, she talks about starting ever since she was five, she wanted to open up like a shake and waffle shop. And now all of a sudden it's like cupcakes. It's something having to do with food and I'm able to invest in that because that's her dream. But mm-hmm. she pulls off of what I do and sees what I do, never having the pressure to think, Oh, somebody's going to have to take that over at some point, Yeah, you know, but I feel you man, because I would never want that on my kids. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked, how do you feel? You know, if they see something going on, it's like, well, nothing Nothing else is going on now. Because, dude, the average small business owner makes, like, take home $59,000 a year. That's oh, it.
0: I, Rick, I bought my job. That's basically what it was. Right I, on. I, I was the first one there, the last one to leave, and the last one to get paid. That's it. I, yeah. I mean, I had to go all in with personal training, and I, I was really good at it, and I, I succeeded at it. I was a six-figure personal trainer, which— People here, they're like, oh, that's great. No, that meant I had no time because I was trading time for money. So I literally was was working about 75 to 80 hours a week. So I had no life. I was there at five, trained straight through till eight or nine o'clock at night, went home, ate, went to bed and did it all over again the next day. It wasn't life. I finally, in the last... 4 or 5 years started living like it's I can't and you know I just turned 41 in April and you know my my son he's going to be 8 in a couple of weeks and it's I can't express how thankful and grateful I really am yeah. to be living the life that I am right now because it's completely different and I look back where I was just 4 or 5 years ago when I still had the gym and People hear that. And it's the truth. So much can happen in such little time when you actually want something to happen. And and that was it, Rick. I had a vision. I, ha- I had clarity. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted my life to look like. Yeah. Yeah. And once you paint that picture, all you got to do is go after it. Right
1: on man. So for those years, what was in your mind, you know, when you had the family business going that kind of fell on your shoulders? What was it, your thought process because you held on to it for a long time, man. You know, what was the thought process? It was a, you know, I just have to make this thing work, you know, because yeah. this was my dad's deal or or what what was that? What was the emotional
0: situation? It, it was just that, it, you know, uh, when, when you go through the ups and downs, you, you know, you hit the pinnacle of, of business, selling a business for a million dollars, like, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's amazing. And then five years later, being a million and a half in the hole with the same industry, you're like, what the hell happened? And, yeah. you know, the industry changed and, you know, I always found, and that was thing, I always found a way. If the gym wasn't making money to pay me, I went harder with my personal training. If the personal training wasn't enough, I started a boot camp. If the I used to actually have a business within the gym, I would meet clients at the market and I would walk around with them and show them how to go food shopping and they would pay me 60 or 70 bucks for the hour to do that. So I I was a hustler. I always <laughs> found ways to make money, but it wasn't until I this was the biggest aha moment. I I started this online wellness business in May of 2013. Two months later, I'm on all uh, on vacation in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware with my family, and I'm sitting on the beach. My son's about nine and a half months at this point, point. and my email went off, and I grabbed my phone, I opened it up, and it said, "You know, dear Scott, you know, um, we're depositing 650 into your account. Congratulations!" And I'm like, "What?" and you know, we went back to the, the beach house for lunch and I, I, I called a buddy of mine and I'm like, Joe, I'm like, you're never gonna believe what happened. And uh, he said, what? I said, I just got paid. And he said, <laughs> wow. he, said he goes, yeah, that's, that's how online wellness businesses work. People buy something, you get paid for it. And I'm like, Joe, I'm like, no, you don't get it. I said, number one, I'm on vacation. And number two, I didn't have to train someone to make that money. Yeah. And it was, that was my aha moment where I'm like, you know what? I have the skills and the talent to make money any way I want. And I realized that I'm like, you know what? This online space, there's more people available to me. There's more lives I can impact. There's more income I can create. And it, I was like, this gym is not serving me. And it, it took me took me three years to kind of, to get to that point to, you know, first I had to break partnership with my father, which was not the easiest thing to do. And he left the gym. Uh, we didn't speak for about a year and a half, but we mended things um, at the end of that process. And then it came to the realization that this gym isn't serving me anymore. I'm not passionate about it. I didn't look forward to going in anymore. I didn't want to personal train people. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to drive all over Philadelphia just to chase a dollar. I wanted time freedom. I, I wanted to, to go from the bedroom to the boardroom in my house. I wanted to be available for my son and my wife. And it took a while to
1: get there, but I'm here now. That's awesome, man. I love that. And all this, most of it was done through LinkedIn, right? Yeah.
0: In the very beginning, you know, Facebook, because, right? yeah. Yeah. In the very beginning, uh, in F- Facebook and then, uh, towards 2014, 2015, that's when the light bulb started to go off about h to h you know, human-to-human connection. Where can I create the most of that? Um, You know, there's four steps to creating revenue. Step one is leads. You don't have leads, you don't have the business. Step two is the conversation you need to have. Number three is the conversion of that person. And number four, the revenue created from that conversion. And most people don't go through that four-step process enough but I knew if I had leads, I'll have conversations, I'll get some conversions, I'll create revenue, and LinkedIn was the best and still is the number one place for people to do that organically without having to spend money on it. You're not
1: even talking about just B two B either, are you? You're talking B two C because mm-hmm. your your clients. I mean, everything
0: you do is online wellness, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, it used to be. Now it's yeah. more. It's all. It's all business coaching and consulting for. <laughs> online coaches, whatever space they're in. So, you know, I, I basically take them through the system that I was able to create so they can come out on the other end of it, having a profitable business, having leads lined up, having clients lined up and having revenue lined up dude what was that like when you first had your
1: paycheck that first one coming in i mean i know you said you were surprised and how you were describing it but man what
0: what'd you do with that check (laughs) the first one that came in i mean literally just put it in the bank but i'll I'll tell i'll tell you this is the crazy thing everyone talks about having that first ten thousand dollar month right yep which which is your path to six figures and then that happens and then you you envision that that $10,000 week where you're like, yeah, you know, that's the path to a half a million dollars a year. And then you have that, that vision of having a $10,000 day. And then that happens. Yeah. And then you realize that what you focus on is what you can achieve. So everything that I've achieved, I've, I've thought about and then put into action. And once you believe, once you prove it, and and I, you know, Rick, I always go back to the story of Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister was the first person to ever break the four minute mile. And he was told by medical professionals that if you try to do this, your heart will explode and you will die. And he said, no way I'm going to do this. So he proved the concept. And in the next year and a half, Over two dozen other people broke it as well. And that just shows you that if people are out there making $10,000 a month, they're making $10,000 a week, they're making $10,000 a day, why can't I? And when I started to really put my thoughts around that, I said, There's nothing I can't achieve unless I tell myself I can't achieve it. It's all the six inches between your ears will either hurt you or will help you. That's the battleground and it's your choice. Yep,
1: right on. That's the battleground right there. It always happens between here. Not even the the two people on your shoulder because it doesn't matter. You can Mm -mm. kick both of them off all the time but when you when you get rid of the the one pulling you to the left and one pulling you to the right dude it's still you you're still stuck with you and that's the part that you know I struggle with a lot every day and I I think I was texting this to somebody earlier today or maybe I commented on Facebook I don't remember but it was the the secret right because we're talking about a lot of a lot of Pitfalls that you've had. We're talking a lot of victories that you've had too. I mean, in the roller coaster that you've had through there. As an entrepreneur, because stuff comes up literally every single day, and in that six inches between your ears, it's always you that's saying, dude, why don't you just quit? Why don't you just hang it up? You know what? You could go. Is this all worth it? And I understand why a lot of small businesses, when they're like you said, you bought your job when they're only making that fifty nine thousand dollars a year in personal income, <laughs> even though they might have a million dollar, two million dollar business because the, their expenses are out of control. They have too many people there. They're inefficient. Whatever it is, or you know, it's raining inside when it's raining outside. Just like with, with your gym, man. You know, there's so much and all the time, every single day, and even in a successful company because we started before the show. and I'm like, dude, my, my cyber company is going public. It's still every day because I had an interim board meeting today, man. And it's still during that. It's like, man, this is a lot of work. Mm. You know, every bit of this is, you know, and we're talking about acquisitions. We're talking about new services. We're talking about how to structure the C-level team going forward because I've got a dude on my board who's on the board of eXp Realty, which broke a billion dollars in revenue this year. You know, their, their valuation is $2.5 billion, So this guy knows and he's starting to put all the, this checklist in front of me, I'm like, oh my god, what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. You know, is it time to just turn around and run? You know, or is this literally everything that I can go after? Because even this, man, even going public and building the, this huge company is really just another tool. It's really to just set up the next phase of my life, which I don't even know exactly what it is yet. But I always know it's like the thing that I'm doing right now is never going to be my last. Even when I move into retirement, whatever it is, any point along that, I'm sure there's. going to be another 100,872 times that I'm going to want to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm just done. Then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my ass up the next morning. I'm going to work out. I'm going to head in the office or I'm going to go make another movie. I'm going to go save somebody's butt when it comes to cybersecurity. I'm going to go to the White House again like I was three weeks ago. And Then there's always that one person that comes up or one situation that comes up literally every day that says, you know what, I appreciate what you do. You just saved my hide or something happens to where you see the impact of what you're doing in somebody's life or somebody's business. You're like, I was just kidding earlier you know i don't want to quit you know but then the next day happens all over again yep yeah now that's something that is i think for entrepreneurs like you and i that everybody who's listening needs to understand that that part is never going to go away and i also hope to god that it doesn't because every single time i want to quit i also know that there's going to be something that's there to justify why i don't and that's what i live for
0: man yeah, as Peter Parker's grandfather said to him, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And you know, Rick, the, the big thing for me is, why I'm so blessed, I don't consider what I do, work. I don't consider it a job. Dude, it's I life. Get to, I, I get to do it. I get to do what I love every single day. And you know what? It fires me up. I, I am, I, I just, You know, I literally, I climb into bed every single night. You know, I write in my gratitude journal. Um, I put on uh, a guided meditation when I go to sleep. And I always smile right before I go to bed because life can always get better and it's always going to get better. But I love my life so much. I love what I do. I love what I get to do. And I love the people that I get to help. Dude, that's amazing. I know we're, we're coming close to
1: time here too, man, because I don't want to don't go over for you, but we didn't get too much into the LinkedIn side, but I think what took place today is something that was needed. And also in something like this too, I mean, this is another, re- this is why I do this show too, man, because I love meeting amazing guys like you, Scott. And Thank you. whoever's listening today, is gonna be lifted up by this. And they're gonna resonate with something that you and I said. And it's gonna be, wow, that is me right now. Or that is me like a year ago and I'm still stuck in that spot. You know, maybe it's okay to file bankruptcy. Maybe it's okay to let a family business go.
0: I can't tell you, cause I share my story yeah. often. Um, I'm on two to three podcasts a week. And the messages I get, you know, um, thank you, Scott. You know, I've been contemplating bankruptcy. Yeah, man. You know, I was scared of it. You, you gave me permission to lean into it, and it's not as scary as I, as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Thank you. And that's the thing. What people don't understand is your vulnerabilities, those vulnerable parts of your life and your story, that. In your head, you're afraid to share them because of the fear of judgment of what people may think. But in your heart, you know that if I say this, it's going to help someone. Yep, yep. It's those vulnerabilities that are your superpowers. Every single person has a vulnerability that is their superpower that could help more people. You just have to lean in and not fear the thoughts and opinions of others because that does not have to become who you are. You're always gonna be who you are, but you have to show up truthful. Yeah. You have to show up genuine and authentic every day. I mean, literally, that's that's the, the way that you need to lean into life. That's beautiful, man. And since
1: you're the LinkedIn guru, I do want to point everybody to you also. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I see your website is Scott Aaron dot net. But even more importantly, it's Scott Aaron coach on LinkedIn, right?
0: Uh, yeah. So you could, yeah. Scott yeah. Aaron coach on LinkedIn and, um, on uh, Instagram at Scott Aaron LinkedIn as well.
1: That's beautiful, man. You've got programs too, right? To help people. Cause you're, a, you coach on <laughs> yeah.
0: this. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I have a, I have a done for you. Uh, I have a done with you. And then, uh, I do some, uh, corporate, uh, uh group training. So I, I work with a lot of, uh, financial institutions, uh, around the world, uh, teaching some of their sales professionals. So I've gotten into that. So if someone has a sales team, a sales force, and you're looking to organically leverage the platform um, and you guys want to close more sales, I can show you how to do it in a very authentic and genuine way that takes 15 minutes a day. That's awesome, man.
1: I love it. I think I might hit you up, too. I mean, my, sure, <laughs> my, yeah. my, my team does really, really well for me, man. And I, well, you see the content. We both put out a ton of content. Yeah, you know, love but, it. But the conversations, I guess that's one part that I miss now, you know, because you get to the point to where you get on. I mean, even a podcast is a platform. A podcast is a stage. My, that's what my friend Pete Vargas calls it. You know, everything's a stage that, that he goes after in, in his speaking program that he talks about. But he has always said, too, that this is there's almost like a disconnect. So you, you have to try to keep that personal human to human, as you say, conversation going, because that's the only way you're going to close business. You no know? matter
0: how big you get, no yeah. matter how big your company gets, you, you still have to keep your toe in the water. You yeah. still, you, you, you can't lose sight of where you were, uh, and where you are, because there's always a next level. And, still to this day, the number one business building tool, the number one business building tool that we all have access to is in our back pocket. And it's our ability to genuinely and authentically create human connection with someone else. I love it, man.
1: That's awesome. Hey, before this publishes too, everyone, look for an Instagram live from both Scott and I, because we're going to have some fun on there. I love Absolutely. doing those, man. A lot of yeah, those end up turning to, to podcasts of their own sometimes when they get away from me. But <laughs> Cool, brother. Thanks for being on, man.
0: Yeah, Rick, just really grateful for you and love the conversation. And, uh, you know, I love what you're doing and, and thanks, you know, I just appreciate you and, and having me on the, the show today. All right. We'll catch you later, man. See ya.
1: Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.